The equal protection of the laws is the foundation of democracy. The guarantee that everyone matters. That's Senator Sarah McBride speaking out about the importance of securing equal rights for all people in Delaware. At a rally to show support, Representative Eric Morrison joined McBride and others who shared stories of discrimination that were personal, powerful, and a survival guide to those who listened. Coming out was a very hard road for me, as it is for so many of us. In 2018, the General Assembly passed an equal rights amendment protecting women. Eventually, legislators expanded those protections, ensuring that the Constitution also included race, color, and ethnicity. Now, lawmakers are taking it a step further with the introduction of House Bill 199, a constitutional equal rights amendment to protect another group of people. With the addition of these five words, sexual orientation, gender identity, disability, the Delaware's Constitution, we will send a life-affirming and life-saving message to thousands of young people across our state that they are seen, that they are valued, and that they are loved. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, you're listening to Whip Count. There's no better time to introduce legislation widening the scope of equality to include all of Delawareans. Thank you for joining us today as we prepare to take another historic step for equality, justice, and human dignity in Delaware. Later today, we will proudly introduce legislation to broaden the Equal Rights Clause in Delaware's state constitution to include sexual orientation, gender identity, and disabilities. When I stop and think of the progress we have made in a relatively short span of time, I can't help but feel immense pride. In my first term as a state representative, we were still debating whether gay and lesbians should be protected from discrimination. We finally settled that question and followed up by legalizing same-sex marriage and banning discrimination based on gender identity. And one of my biggest champions that led that charge is standing to the right of me, and you all know who he is, Speaker Schwarzkopf. So, there remains a glaring error in the text of our Constitution. The Equal Rights Clause failed to extend its fundamental protections to people from all walks of life. So in 2018, we took up a legacy of women's rights movement and with enthusiasm of the generation of empowered women passed an equal rights amendment that guaranteed equal protection regardless of sex. Then last year, in the wake of a sweeping movement for racial justice and in the midst of a global pandemic, we passed another amendment enshrining race, color, and national origin in our Constitution. The language was ratified in January by unanimous vote of the General Assembly, unanimous. But our work is not done. And today we come together on behalf of our friends, 
loved ones, coworkers, and neighbors who are members of the disability community and the LGBT community. You could, a lot louder. Yeah, I know you could. Today, we will renew our pledge to stand shoulder to shoulder with you and continue to fight for equality. This legislation we announced today represents an ongoing generational effort to ensure that equality in the law of the land of Delaware and that no legal barrier stands in the way of fair treatment for all people without regard to any other characteristics that make us who we are. As we begin our rally, I would like to recognize Representative Morrison and Representative Pickney. Assembly, whose election as Delaware's first openly gay and lesbian state legislator is evidence that progress is possible and change is inevitable. So now I'd like to recognize Senator Sarah McBride. Who will be my lead sponsor in the effort to ensure equality regardless of sexual orientation, gender identity, and disability. Sarah, where are you? Stand up here right now. <laughs> Sarah, I was proud to work with you as an advocate, and now I am so honored to serve with you as my senior colleague in the General Assembly. <laughs> Thank you for being such a tireless effort in inspiring and champion equality. Today, we come together as legislators to continue the work we have successfully advanced for many years. And I'm just going to share with you, Sarah, um, I just can't, I, this state cannot be more proud of somebody of your stature. Um, there, uh, there's no words to describe it. I'm going off the cuff right now because I need everybody to understand how important it is that she's in our General Assembly. And on election day, or during election day, she and I were standing at a poll with Lisa Goodman. And Lisa came up to me, and she says, you know what? She knew I was going to do this Equal Rights Amendment. And she goes, Sarah's on board. I'm like, well, of course she is. She hasn't even won, but of course she is. <laughs> so that day, Sarah and I said, we talked about today. And we were so looking forward to her getting elected and coming to Legislative Hall and making the change that's necessary for the state. So Sarah. I am so honored to be on this bill with you today. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much to my friend and now colleague Val Longhurst. We are here today in our progress and in the potential for Delaware to continue to lead the nation on equality because of Val Longhurst, because of Speaker Schwarzkopf. And let's give them all another round of applause. And I am proud to stand alongside my colleagues, including the most diverse general assembly in our history, three out LGBTQ members that between the three of us pretty much represent every letter in the acronym. <laughs> As Representative Longhurst mentioned, we have been talking about this day for months now. And it is so special to be with you all, to be amongst family, among my new legislative family, among my actual family, my mom and dad are here, 
And of course, to be among my queer family, it is great to be home. Today is history, a historic day to be a person with a disability, a historic day to be LGBTQ, a historic day to be a Delawarean as our state seeks to become the first state in the nation to pass an equal rights amendment to our constitution that clearly, explicitly, and undeniably protects the LGBTQ community. Our motto as the first state cannot just be a commemoration of the past. It is also a call to action. It's a responsibility for all of us to lead. It's a charge that every generation must keep alive. During Pride Month, we recognize that while the work is far from over, each of us, in ourselves and in our communities, each of us has the capacity to bring about change that creates ripples of hope, that spark movements, save lives, and transform our nation. This Pride Month, we join together not only to rededicate ourselves to equality, but to fulfill our responsibility as Delawareans to once again be the first state to lead this country toward a fuller understanding of we the people. The equal protection of the laws is the foundation of democracy. The guarantee that everyone matters, that nobody will be left behind, is at the heart of our constitutional form of government and our values as a state of neighbors. We have never fully lived up to those values. But the story of our state, the story of our nation, and the story of the LGBTQ community and the disability community is the story of neighbors coming together to right wrongs, to expand equality, and to continue our long march toward liberty and justice for all. Here in Delaware, here in Delaware, we have made significant progress. But we all know that our progress is both fragile and incomplete. Today in our state, too many LGBTQ young people continue to wake up fearful of bullying during the day. LGBTQ people in every corner of Delaware continue to fear discrimination, including at the hands of their own government. There are too many young people with disabilities who continue to face bullies and barriers. Across our communities, there are Delawareans who fear that who they are and what they wanna be are mutually exclusive. There are still neighbors who feel unseen, unheard, invisible, and unprotected. But we can change that. While other states are passing a record number of anti-LGBTQ laws that spread fear and stoke divisions, here in Delaware, we will choose a different path. We will, we will choose to move equality forward because the time has come to enshrine the ultimate promise of equality the constitutional promise of equality into the highest law of our state for Delawareans with disabilities and for our LGBTQ neighbors. It is time to make clear that in all our government does, we must and we will treat every Delawarean fairly, no matter their gender identity, sexual orientation, or disability. With the addition of these five words, sexual orientation, gender identity, disability, in the Delaware's constitution, we will send a life-affirming and life-saving message to thousands of young people across our state, that they are seen, that they are valued, and that they are loved. We stand here. We stand here united to say to those young people that no matter how hard things may seem, 
no matter how alone you may feel. Your legislature and your government has your back. And soon enough, your Constitution will have your back, too. And with that, it is my pleasure to introduce, as you heard, another history maker in this chamber. The first openly LGBTQ member of the Delaware House of Representatives, Representative Eric Morrison. Thank you so much, Senator McBride. It is truly an honor to be serving with you. Today, it is my honor to speak on behalf of this legislation, helping to ensure equality and prevent discrimination against Delawareans, regardless of their sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability status. As one of the first three openly LGBTQ individuals ever elected to the Delaware State Legislature in its 244-year history, and as someone who has worked hard for Delaware's LGBTQ community for almost 30 years, I am especially happy about the sexual orientation and gender identity parts of this bill. What this bill does in terms of protecting members of our community from discrimination is very important. But equally important is the message it sends to members of our community and to all Delawareans. As a gay young man growing up right here in Delaware, I was relentlessly bullied and insulted, and it had a significant adverse impact upon my self-identity and sense of self-worth. Although the wounds heal over time, after coming out, I can personally assure you that the scars never go away. During my freshman year at the University of Delaware, as I contemplated coming out, I struggled greatly and went into a significant deep depression. I sought mental health help. Unfortunately, the first counselor was simply incapable of assisting me with such a serious issue and a psychologist I subsequently visited told me that I did not want to live my life as a gay man because gay people are not happy, and she drowned me in outdated Freudian theories surrounding homosexuality. Coming out was a very hard road for me, as it is for so many of us. But in the end, thankfully, I experienced loving acceptance from my family and friends. Not all of us are so fortunate. LGBTQ plus youth are much more likely than their heterosexual and cisgender counterparts to experience bullying, mental health issues like depression and anxiety, substance abuse, self-harm, suicide attempts, and even homelessness. This legislation sends a strong message to LGBTQ plus youth and community members of any age who have not come out that you are okay just as you are and that you are not alone. This legislation also sends a strong message to Delawareans who sadly do not support equality that discrimination of any kind against our community or the disabled community is unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Thank you for attending this event on this beautiful Delaware Day, and happy Pride Month to the members of our rainbow community and to our wonderful allies. Thank you.
And at this time, it is truly my honor and my privilege to um, introduce another uh, trailblazer who was the third person elected, um, openly LGBTQ plus person elected to the Delaware State Legislature. It's been my joy to work with her, not just as a legislator, but because she is truly such a wonderful, caring person. And you will not find, I assure you, a harder working member of the General Assembly, Senator Marie Pinkman.
but that's not true for everyone. And so today, I ask all of you that as we start this work here, that you continue to march on with us as we continue to work. And so the, the reason that we're doing this is that so one day we don't have to do this. So that one day we don't have to have press conferences acknowledging the rights of gay, lesbian, transgender, questioning, queer, bisexual individuals, because we will be normalized. We will be the people that you see in front of you, behind you, or your sons, your daughters, your nieces, your nephews, as we already are. But we won't have to hide and we won't have to come out because it won't be a surprise. It won't be something that people have to fear. It will just be a part of everyday life. And that's the reason that we do this work. That's the reason that we're here. So to all of you, our allies, our friends, our family, Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for standing with us today. Let's keep the work going. It is now my amazing honor to introduce the esteemed chair of the Delaware Legislative Black Caucus, Representative Kendra Johnson. Good morning, everyone, or it might be afternoon right about now. Um, Senator Pinkney, those are really hard words to follow. Uh, thanks for setting it up for me. <laughs> words matter. Definitions matter, too. When I think about my beloved disability community, I am reminded of some of the derogatory terms used throughout the years to identify and label people living with different abilities. My next words will be shocking, but you need to hear this. In the 1800s, we used words like mental defectives. In the early 1900s, we used words like moron, idiot, and imbecile. Then we replaced those words with mild, moderate, and severe, but we attached it to the dreaded R word. I say this because words are a constant reminder of how we have evolved and how we must remain committed to that evolution, not just today, but forever. We have a long history of mistreating and overlooking people living with disabilities in this state and across the country. These people are not new to our society, but as we update our laws and advance in this world, we need to continue to fight for people who are living with different abilities. Thank you. Next, I have the honor of introducing Senator Gay. Uh, it is my absolute, has been my absolute pleasure to work with her. She's somebody who likes words and definitions just as much as I do. <laughs> Senator Gay. Uh, you added me as a stickler for words, so that's another one for today. Um, I, I am I'm incredibly um, moved to stand here. I. I'm incredibly pleased and, and, and grateful for the opportunity to be a member of the LGBTQ 
caucus and that allies have been welcomed into that space um, to propel these um, policies that are for all Delawareans. I stood where you're sta standing a couple of years ago as Representative Longhurst stood here and talked about the Equal Rights Amendment for women. And I thought at the time, thank goodness she's there because she speaks for me. And it matters that she's there speaking for me on behalf of what I need my government to recognize my worth. And so having succeeded in that amazing amendment to our constitution, having built on that progress just earlier this year, it's my privilege and my obligation to stand in support of this legislation that increases equality across our state and continues to send the message that no Delawarean will be left behind. When I sat with my eight-week-old daughter on the floor of the Senate, not as a senator, but as an advocate, when the Equal Rights Amendment passed in 2019, I told people that I was doing this work for my daughters, because as they grew up in Delaware, they deserve to be seen. And today I'm standing here telling you that we are doing this work for all of Delaware's children. So that as they grow up and they inherit the rich natural wonders of our state, that they will know that we legislated not just for ourselves, but for the future, that we were setting them up for success and that we saw them at every step of the way. So thank you for sharing this time with us and uh, let's pass this bill. And this is my first press conference, so I didn't follow this. <laughs> Remember I told you about that majority leader who passed the ERA? She's standing right before me. She continues to inspire me every day, and I'm happy to introduce her again. We have some amazing speakers with some strong words. Um, I do want to recognize Kyle, or Senator Gay, having a hard time with that. She was a very big part of the Equal Rights Amendment, if it weren't for her and her knowledge and um, her background, we probably wouldn't have gone across the finish line. So Kyle, a lot goes to you too, girl. <laughs> so next on the agenda, um, I've had the great honor to see this woman in action and, and be a champion for sex discrimination and equality. And I have to say that she's my friend. I admire her. She has done a lot for the community, and she's going to continue to do more. And by her being down here every day makes a difference. We as legislators can stand up here and um, make policy, but it takes people on the ground to make it happen. And it takes all of you, and it takes this woman. It's my honor to introduce Lisa Goodman. It's not good to start out speaking with a giant lump in your throat. Um, Mark, please come up with me. Um, my name is Mark. Um, Mark and I are together the co-presidents of Equality Delaware and the Equality Delaware Foundation. Um, and we're the, Equality Delaware is Delaware's statewide advocacy organization for LGBTQ people. Um, and I want to start by saying um, you know, there's one throughput on all of the amazing things we've talked about today, and it's two people standing up here. It's the unbelievable majority leader, Valerie Longhurst. 
Without them, without them, none of the progress that we have talked about today, nor the future progress that we're talking about today, would have been possible. It is, it is impossible to overstate how they have had our back, how they have supported us, how they have worked on this legislation, um, all of this legislation. Um, and you know, today's legislation is one more step toward equality for all. LGBTQ people and people with disabilities have come a long way, especially in Delaware, but we're still working toward full equality, toward full equal protection of the law. You know, in 1993, two gay men were brutally beaten in Rehoboth. The assailants made it clear that they were targeting them specifically because they were gay men, although they didn't use anywhere near as polite a term. The very next year, the General Assembly passed a sexual identity hate crimes bill. And that was the beginning, the modern beginning, of our LGBTQ Delaware legislative journey toward equality. And I want to say, only three years before that attack in 1990, the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed in Washington. And there are people here far more knowledgeable than I am about the legal struggles of people with disabilities including Kendra Johnson, who you just heard from, Representative Johnson. But I do know this, both LGBTQ people and people with disabilities do not yet have equal protection under the law. And by addressing equal protection for both groups, this legislation highlights what is perhaps the most fundamental truth there is. Every person is worthy of equality. like us, and by us I'm talking about both communities, long viewed as different or other or less than, you know, because of who we love, because of our gender identity, or because our abilities are different. You know, our nation, as you heard others speak very eloquently about, was founded on this pr principle of equality and of equal protection. Have we ever lived up to that? We all know the answer to that, frankly, is a resounding hell no. Not from the moment of our founding, when full equality was the province of straight, white, cis men. But we've worked at it ever since. And I'm incredibly proud to stand here today with legislators who in the last few years have added protections based on sex and race to our equal protection uh, clause in our Constitution. Legislators who have protected LGBTQ Delawareans from discrimination, from conversion therapy, and who stood for the freedom to marry before the United States Supreme Court did. Thank you. And today, I think one of the most incredible things for Mark and for me is to stand here with three legislators who are actually members of our LGBTQ community. So don't tell us that progress is impossible. Yeah. Um, we look forward to working with these amazing sponsors, including you know, our former board member and current board member and unbelievable advocate at Equality Delaware, Senator Sarah McBride. Yeah. We look forward to working with all of them to advance this constitutional amendment. HB 99, what will be HB 99, is a huge step in the direction of equal protection for all. Thank you.
Thank you, Lisa. I'd also like to add Mark Bacora. When um, at the end of last session before the election, there are two people. When I thought that I was going to bring this bill forward, um, the two people that I called first was Lisa. Well, I think it was Mark first. Sorry, um, it was Mark and Lisa because I knew I had to get them on the side and know that this was coming. So, um, Mark, I thank you for being that first call, and I hope. Lisa <laughs> so the next person I want to introduce. Um, most of you don't know, but I am very much involved in the disability community. Easter Seals, I champion the volleyball tournament every year um, because I love the services that they provide for our state. Um, and I'm involved in that because I have a twin sister. I know, don't say anything, Pete. There's another one out there like me. <laughs> and my twin sister over 33 years ago had a beautiful daughter that was born into this world. And she wasn't born like you and me. She was born with a disability of cerebral palsy. And for 30 years, my sister, I saw what she had to go through to get the rights that she deserved for her daughter. And she was the biggest champion for my niece. Um, my niece passed away a couple years ago. So um, the disability means more to me because I'm gonna keep moving forward um, with, her, with her in my heart because it's time that we all treat the disability community equal like everyone else. And so on behalf of Megan, I had to put this in this um, Equal Rights Amendment, and that's where it stays and that's where it belongs. So drop the mic. <laughs> so the next person I'd like to introduce is John McNeil, the Director of the Council of Persons with Disabilities and a longtime advocate. But I also like to recognize somebody that I've worked throughout the years when I first got elected in office. And that guy right there is the most amazing man that I've been able to work with. He knows the disability, he fights for it. He left us for a while, which I got mad, but Kyle came back and he came back strong. And Kyle, this one's for you, for all the work that you've done. But John, you please come forward and say a few words. This is, a, this is an especially um, wonderful day for me because I think this is the first time um, in the year and a half that we've gone through COVID that I've had an opportunity to get out into the community. And, and, you know, and the parallels that go along with that, right? We're out here today in the community outside on this gorgeous day celebrating um, not only the ability to, to take our masks off, right, as we embrace equality, Right, we know you know, but also to be able to take masks masks off um, with a bill that will have a level of accountability um, when those who are uh, when those you know who are discriminated against um, or who are attacked as they have for so many years um, will have some will have the backs of the community and 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 this uh, legislation uh, moving forward. So. It's an absolutely beautiful day. It's a beautiful day in so many ways, and I'm so grateful to be here. Um, you know, first I want to say, um, you know, thank you so much to my good friend Representative Johnson for inviting us here today. Um, 
and certainly uh, Representative Longhurst and uh, and all the uh, Representative Schwarzkopf, who has both have been friends and leaders to ensuring people with disabilities rights for many many years. It was actually um, I you know I I can tell you how far we've come on both of these issues. In 2004, I ran for a house seat. And I ran for a house seat as a person with a disability. Um, it was not my reason for running. My reason for running was just like everybody else, I had a family. Now, it was a challenge knocking on every doorstep or every door as I traveled throughout the community. Um, and then going to various, um, you know, the, uh, various debates and, and um, public you know, platforms. And if anybody can remember what the number one issue that was on the agenda in 2004 was actually an amendment against marriage equality. I had more questions regarding that issue than any other. And look where we are today. We've come a long way, haven't we? And I can say the same thing with regards to you know, those of us who live in a community with uh, disabilities. We've had a lot of progress and we've got a lot of work to go. Um, I've been uh, a person with a disability since um, 1990, a spinal cord injury that left me wondering what my identity was, what my definition was. You know, I often refer to my life as my life before and my life after. But when we can have bills and, and laws on the books that say that we're all included, it's really one long story, isn't it? It's one long life with different things that happen along the way. And that's what we want to celebrate. We want to be able to celebrate that diversity, that inclusion, that, that those, those differences in life, those changes in life, um, the unique things that really bring us all together. We have far more in common than we do in different. But we must have the law to support us when it comes to our differences being misunderstood um, and, our, and our differences really setting up barriers. Um, we are one community. And in that one community, we all have rights to be a part of it. And we will continue to fight you know, for disability rights. And we will continue to write, fight for anything related to, uh, uh, related to fighting any, against anything that has to do with discrimination. There is no place in Delaware. Delaware is close, and Delaware should be close when it comes to a fight against discrimination. I am grateful to be here today. Representative Johnson is always receptive, as is, as I stated, the champions that we have the issues related to people with disabilities. Um, we've come a long way. We have a long way to go. Um, I look forward to the, the incredible body that we have today to work with. It has evolved. It is more, it is not only more diverse, but more inclusive than it has ever been. So I know that we are on the right track. We're making progress, and we will get a lot more done in the future. So thank you so much for this opportunity to be here. Thank you for your efforts in making equality count and making equality real, making equality accountable. Thank you and enjoy the rest of your wonderful day.
you so much, John. Let's give John another round of applause. Hearing all of these speakers, um, I am reminded that today is about two important things. And these two things Representative Longhurst said to me when we had that first conversation, as she mentioned, back on Election Day 2020 about doing this, and through her sheer force of will, we are here today to celebrate really two things, solidarity with the LGBTQ community, disability community, the fight for racial justice. We're so excited to have the chair of the Legislative Black Caucus here, Kendra Johnson, a fierce champion of equality for all. And then the second point that Val mentioned to me that we celebrate is our young people. So many speakers have talked about what this message, what this amendment says to young people, young LGBTQ people, young people with disabilities. And so on this hot day, we have saved the most important and the best for last, two incredible young people who will speak to the unfinished work for the LGBTQ community and for all Delawareans. And so it is my distinct pleasure to first introduce Edward Christopher Albin. He's the GSA president at Sussex Central High School. Edward is getting ready to attend, attend MICA in the fall with a major in game design. And we are so lucky to include Mike, uh, uh, Edward's voice in today's press conference. Edward. Hello. <laughs> My name's Edward, and I am a queer trans man. I've been thinking a lot lately about how I'm going to navigate the world and how it's going to treat me. Going through high school, I heard about trans people, mainly trans women, being bullied and being the subject of rude comments and microaggressions. I was always afraid that while I was in high school, if I came out to my peers and teachers, I would start to be the subject and target of their words. I only came out after I got my name legally changed. Since my name was not correct, it would have been harder for the school to dismiss my identity. Prior to coming out to school, when it came time for senior photos, I was worried that if I got my photo taken, they would make me wear the feminine outfit, something that would be very uncomfortable for me where, since it does not represent who I am. This was also a worry for graduation. My experiences feel like a microcosm of the discrimination that many trans people face. For example, I know another trans man who was going to be made to wear the feminine option for graduation until other parties got involved. This left me upset because I was seeing the discrimination that I feared I would go through happening to someone else. These fears and anxieties make it tough to navigate the world, and I'm hoping that this bill would help to alleviate some of my worries and letting me know that I am protected in some way and that there are protections for people in the queer community. I'm hoping that it will also help to alleviate the fears and worries of my peers and the future generations of queer people. I'm hoping that this bill will also be a stepping stone towards broader acceptance in the future. Thank you. And our final, final speaker, I have the pleasure of introducing someone whose last name also sums up what today is about. 
Jalen Hope. They just graduated from Cape Henlopen High School, and they are about to attend college in Washington, D.C., which has a building on the center of Quad that looks very much like this building behind us. They're going to attend Howard University. It is my, it is my pleasure to introduce Jalen Hope. Thank you. Um, I really don't know how you want me to follow all of these amazing people who have gathered here today, but I've prepared a little speech, and now that I'm up here, I've decided that I'm not even going to read it. So, <laughs> um, thank you all for being out here today. It's so lovely and hot, and I am so proud to be here, but I'm also extremely sad to be here. Um, this type of legislation is one that should not have to be made. Basic human decency should not need legislation to protect it. <laughs> but because it does, I'm glad that we are here. And I'm glad that we're standing up and taking the things that we need. Um, I'm glad for the fact that the people who have, we have elected are actually doing what we need for our community. And when I say we elect, I mean you all, because I just turned 18. But, <laughs> but I'm glad that I'm seeing more young people in our community doing what is right and doing what we need for our future. It's sad that our future safety is not guaranteed. Our future itself is just not guaranteed. And it's something that we need to work on. It's something that we need to keep in our minds in our hearts, and something that we just need to keep fighting for. Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dehousedems, on Twitter at dehousedems, on Instagram also at dehousedems. More episodes are coming, so make sure you're subscribed.